For many months, a small team of diggers has been looking for a dinosaur graveyard at Brennan Ranch in Abiquiu, 50 miles north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. As they continue to work, paleontologists Dr. Park and Jim Brennan speed towards a dig site in a red 4x4. Kendall, what are we doing? Jim, have I got something to show you. This is something good, isn't it? Remember when we first discovered the dinosaur fossil in the hidden cave? Yeah. I couldn't help but think we might find more somewhere else on your ranch. Yes, that's why we hired people to help you excavate. So, what is it? Get out and take a look for yourself. Sir, we found another one over here. <laughs> What's going on? We found a dinosaur graveyard. A few days ago, we moved closer to the cliffs. Yeah, and since then, we found a lot more Coelophysis fossils. We've got our dream! Not only can we build our museum, but we'll be able to provide the public with a view of a real dinosaur graveyard as it's being excavated. What's going on? The cliffs are giving away! Run! Get away from the cliffs! Whoa. Is everyone all right? Yeah, it looks like everyone's all right. Kendall, look up over there. Those cliffs are badly eroded. It probably was from that big storm we had last year. You guys remember? This whole area was flooded. Huh. I seem to remember something about a flood. How about you, Kendall? I was in the dark over the whole thing, like a cave. If those cliffs collapse, we may lose the whole graveyard. Will the cliffs collapse on the new discovery? Can Dr. Kendall Park and Jim Brennan save the fossil graveyard? To find out, join the adventure in Jonathan Park and the disaster at Brennan Bluff. While Dr. Park investigates the dig site, his 11-year-old son, Jonathan, bolts into a classroom at Painted Dunes Elementary School in Santa Fe. King of Foursquare, Jonathan Park! All right, okay. I trust that you've all had a very fulfilling recess. Mr. Benefusio, I personally think that recess provides us with an excellent chance for socialization and the opportunity to rehearse our future roles in society. <laughs> well, thank you for that insightful editorial, Edward. We will now proceed with the learning phase of your education. I've cleverly devised a project that combines a history assignment with our science lesson. What I'd like all of you to do is to write a report on a great scientist of the past. You mean like Isaac Newton? Yes, Thad. I could do the report on my dad. Gee, that certainly fits the assignment, Jonathan. Your dad is, after all, a scientist of the past. What do you mean by that? I heard your dad got fired from a museum in Montana. My dad's the best scientist that's walked the face of this earth. And that's where I got my brains. Too bad for you. Okay, that's enough. You always think you're so much better than everyone else. Okay, Rusty, I'll see you after class tomorrow for detention. And Jonathan, you're one step away, my friend. Got it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I got it. Now, are there any other questions about the report? Yes, Elizabeth. When we write the report, can we double space? Or does it have to be a single space? Welcome home, Kendall. How was your day? Angela, we found a dinosaur graveyard. Oh, congratulations! So, why the long face? Well, the cliffs above the site are unstable, and we're afraid they're going to collapse on the graveyard. Hello, this is Dr. Kendall Park. Hello, Dr. Park. My name is Sherman Bott. I'm a creationist here in Santa Fe. Uh, so what can I do for you, Mr. Bott? Well, last week I was on a talk show, and... It was horrible. The host made the claim that there aren't any real scientists who believe in creation. He was so confident that he challenged me to come back on this Wednesday at 3.30 to prove him wrong. Dr. Park, 
I heard you're a PhD vertebrate paleontologist. Would you be willing to go on the program with me? Sure, I'll do it, Sherman. Uh, would you mind if I brought my 11-year-old son along? That'd be fine. Maybe we can even let him sit in with you. Grandpa Benjamin, thanks for taking time to help us with our report. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Park. Without you, this would be impossible. Oh, my pleasure, Thad and Eddie. I can't believe I'm here. I'm not even doing a report. Me neither. Well, Mike and Timmy, just because we're not in Mr. Benefusio's class doesn't mean we can't learn something. You're just saying that, Jesse, because you homeschoolers love pain. Well, Mike, Jesse just enjoys learning new things. Say, did you guys know, by the way, that some of the best scientists in all of history believed in the Creator? Like who? Well, possibly one of the most famous was Isaac Newton. He was an astronomer. He lived from 1642 to uh, 1727, I believe. Anyway, one of his great accomplishments was to develop the type of math known as calculus. Oh, so he's the one to blame. <laughs> yes, well, he was also the inventor of the first reflecting telescope and studied the motions of our solar system. But he's most famous for his discovery of gravity. This guy sounds like a genius. Oh, he was. He also believed that God created this world. You know, he once said, this most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. Hey, how about the guy who invented milk? Eddie, it comes out of cows. Nobody invented it. But the guy's name is on every carton. Yes, that's Louis Pasteur. He's the one who invented the process we call pasteurization. What's that? Well, it's the process that takes harmful bacteria out of milk. You see, Louis Pasteur was the one who identified harmful diseases like rabies, diphtheria, and anthrax, and made vaccines to cure them. Thousands of people owe their lives to the work done by Pasteur. So what exactly did he do? Well, hundreds of years ago, people believed that if you left meat out to rot, maggots would form, or if you left out dirty rags, that it would make mice. Then during Pasteur's time, evolutionists liked the idea that life came from non-living objects, because it meant that life could form without God. But that's not true, is it? Absolutely not, and Pasteur proved it. He did a series of experiments that proved the scientific law that says that life can only come from life. Well, doesn't everyone know that? Well, they do now. That scientific law has never been broken. No one has ever seen life come from anything but another living creature. Pasteur's experiments dealt a serious blow to evolution. How? Well, evolutionists say the universe started with a big bang that formed planet Earth, and then somehow a single-celled organism came to life in the ocean. But that's just as silly as saying that mice come from dirty rags. It violates this law of science, that life can only come from life. So Louis Pasteur must have believed in a creator. Absolutely, Jonathan. He once said, the more I study nature, the more I stand amazed at the work of the creator. My dad also told me about Robert Boyle. Ah, yes. He was the founder of modern chemistry and well known for speaking about the Bible. Hey, Dad. Oh, hello, guys. Dad, you're going to go down in history as one of the best paleontologists. We'll be famous. Jonathan. It's so cool to have a special family. Well, might as a state police officer. Well, that's cool, Timmy. But that's nothing like having a world-famous paleontologist for a dad. Jonathan! But, Mom, that's why the radio station wants us to be on the air. All right, young man, that's enough. Son, what's this all about? Well, this talk show host claims that real scientists can't believe in creation. 
Well, I was just pointing out that many of the founding fathers of science believed in the Creator. It's too bad you couldn't bring a few of them back to life so they could go on the radio with you. Hey, why not invite a few great living creation scientists to be on the radio with me? You know, that's an excellent idea, Kendall. Unfortunately, I don't know any. Ever since I've become a creationist, I've been a lone ranger. Well, maybe this is your chance to get plugged in. Yes, I'm looking for Dr. Humphreys. Russ Humphreys speaking. Hello, Dr. Humphreys. My name is Dr. Kendall Park. I'm a Ph.D. vertebrate paleontologist here in Santa Fe, and I got your number from Sherman Bott. You're a physicist from what I understand. Yes, that's right. I'm a physicist at Sandia National Laboratories, and I've done nuclear physics, geophysics, pulse power research, theoretical atomic and nuclear physics, and I've been on the particle beam fusion project. I, uh, I've been a creationist now for nearly 30 years, a young Earth creationist. I've written uh, a book on creationist cosmology called Starlight and Time. Wow, I'm impressed. Dr. Humphreys, I've recently been invited to be on a talk show. Now, the host has been claiming that no real scientists believe in creation. Would you consider calling in during the program? Yes, I'd be happy to. Okay. Let me give you the specifics. The program's going to air at 3.30 p.m. this Wednesday. I'll give you the studio number, and if you could just call in, that'd be great. So I hope I've been able to get you thinking about some good ideas for your reports. You've been a big help. Jonathan, can I talk to you for a moment? Uh, right now, Mom? Yes, right now. Busted! So, Mr. Park, how did you uh, learn what's about up, Mom? Jonathan, I heard the way you were bragging about going on the talk show. I was just excited that Dad and I get to be on the radio in front of everyone. In front of everyone? What are your motives? Are you going just so you can be a star? Or are you interested in why the Lord has given you this opportunity? I didn't mean anything bad. Yes, but Jonathan, God says he hates our pride. And sadly, our pride often hurts others. Think about how the other boys felt when you said your dad was better than theirs. I guess. In Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Jonathan, the Bible says that if you are prideful, you will fall. I guess talking big makes me feel like I'm okay. Jonathan, you're already someone special. You're a child of the Creator. But when we build ourselves up, our attention goes on us, not on Him. I know. Jonathan, whenever you feel prideful, stop and remember to focus on God. I'll try. Well, for now, we better tell Grandpa it's time to break up the study session. If your father is going to show you and the gang the dinosaur graveyard tomorrow, we all need a good night's sleep. Wow, Dr. Park, this dinosaur graveyard is so cool. Look at all these fossils. What's wrong, Mom? Can we all stay back from the cliffs, please? You're right, Martha. They're still very dangerous. Shadow loves it out here. Dr. Park, studying fossils seems pretty cool. Do you like it? I love it. I get to see firsthand the evidence that the Creator left behind. Ever since I was a boy, I wanted to be a paleontologist. And now that I'm a Christian, it's more fulfilling than I ever dreamed. Dad, are you the only creation paleontologist? Well, sometimes it feels that way. But did you know that one of the first paleontologists was a creationist? His name was John Woodward. He lived in the late 1600s and died around 1728. 
He was the man who started the science of looking for fossils and trying to understand what creatures left them behind. You said he believed in creation. Yes, and listen to this. He believed the reason for so many fossils in the ground was a direct result of Noah's flood. Just like our dinosaur graveyard, it shows evidence of a great flood. What's wrong, Shadow? Look, it's a rabbit. Shadow, come back here. He's running straight toward the cliffs. Jim. Jesse, don't go any closer. We better stay right here. Do you guys hear that? Brox, Shadow's barking is causing a slide. Get out of here. Jesse. Run, oh no. Don't go any closer. Jonathan! Jesse! I don't see them! They're buried! Help me! Jim, Jesse's in there! What do we do? Jesse, honey! Dad! Jonathan's in there too! They're both pinned under this boulder! Let's gently rock it so Jesse can get out and then we'll move it back the other way for Jonathan! On three! One! We're coming, honey! Two! Hurry, Dad! Three! Ah! Stop! 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 Jonathan, what's wrong? My, my leg! Oh, okay, then let's let's rock it to the right so we can get out Jonathan in, and then back the other way for Jesse. Let's go. Dad! Jesse! Dad, I can't breathe! The rock's pushing against her chest. Oh, now what do we do? There's no way out of this. Just do it, Dad. What? Push the rock on my leg. Son, I, I can't. Dad, there's no other way. I love you, son. Okay, Jim, ready? Okay, Jim, let's push. Wait, what if we all push the rock off of it? No, it's too heavy. There's no way. Wait, wait, what am I thinking? Boys, I have some two-by-fours in the back of the truck. Run, get them quick. Come on, Timmy Daddy, let's go. Dad, please hurry. We're coming, honey. Kendall, what are we going to do? Honey, it's going to be okay. Well, we don't have the strength to lift the rock, but if we use the two-by-fours as a lever, we'll be able to topple the rock down the face of the rubble. Here they come. Six boards. Everyone, wedge an end under the rock. Push! You did it! Oh, are you okay, honey? I'm okay. I'm just a little sore. Dad, Jonathan's out too. Praise the Lord, they look all right. Hello, Angela. How you doing? Well, I'm sure glad the kids weren't hurt yesterday. But after that episode, it's hard to focus on this talk show. So far, I've been able to line up about 10 scientists. I was going to call another one right now. Oh, by the way, I need to talk to Jonathan about it. Is he still here? No, he already left for school. It's his big day. He's giving his report. Well, I've got to run Katie over to school. I'll see you this afternoon. Hello? I'm looking for Dr. Baumgartner. This is John Baumgartner. Hello, Dr. Baumgartner. My name is Dr. Kendall Park. I got your name from Dr. Humphreys. He says you accept the literal account in Genesis. Uh, since 1984, I've been a scientist in the theoretical division here at Los Alamos National Laboratory. And I've been able to do a, a great deal of work in modeling using some of the supercomputers that I have access to, the mechanism responsible for the Genesis flood. Excellent. Dr. Baumgartner, tomorrow I'm going to be on a nationwide talk show. Would you be willing to call in? Sure, I'd be pleased to do that. <laughs> Class, we need to be respectful when someone else is talking. <laughs> well, I just wanted to finish by explaining why I chose Werner von Braun for my report. Although I thought it was really cool that he designed the rocket that put man on the moon, few know about his faith in God. Werner von Braun once said, 
I find it as difficult to understand a scientist who does not acknowledge the presence of a superior rationality behind the existence of the universe, as it is to comprehend a theologian who would deny the advances of science. And that's my report. Thank you. Good work, Jonathan. Thank you. Since I come from a very scientific family, I had a natural grip on the subject. Jonathan, remember, one should practice humility. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I have a question. Yes, Elizabeth? The Bible says that God's always been around. But how can that be scientifically true? Well, Elizabeth, I don't know. Hey, great work, Elizabeth. You stumped the know-it-all. Saved by the bell. After recess, we'll hear Edward's report. Eddie, who is your report about? Samuel Morse, the creationist who invented the telegraph. All right, everyone be back in 15 minutes. Hey, Rusty, you gonna pound that kid Jonathan at recess? Nah, I got a better plan. Listen to this. Jonathan and his scientist dad are gonna be on a talk show tomorrow. I'm going to call in and make him look like a fool. How are you gonna do that? Did you see how Elizabeth stumped him? He had no clue how to answer her. What would happen if you got asked the same question on national radio? He'd look like a fool. Hi, Kendall. I sure hope Angela didn't mind watching Jesse while I was running errands in Los Alamos. Are you kidding? They probably went to the mall or something. Besides, now Jesse can ride over to the radio studio with Jonathan. Excuse me. Hello? Dr. Park? Uh, yes, he's right here. Hello? Hello, Dr. Park? Yes? Uh, this is Dr. Danny Faulkner. Uh, I was just talking to Professor Russ Humphreys, and he told me you're looking for some creation scientist to help you out on, on some sort of radio program. Did you just try over at my place? Yes. I, uh, I, can you tell me briefly about yourself? I have a Ph.D. in astronomy, and I'm a professor at the University of South Carolina, Lancaster, where I teach uh, astronomy and physics. So you're a young Earth creationist? Yes, I am. Well, the program starts at 3.30. That's about an hour from now. If I gave you the number, would you be willing to call in sometime after that? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll be sure to do that. Excellent. Jim! Kendall, the cliffs are starting to collapse. Dr. Faulkner, I need to go. Just as I was leaving, the cliffs started to go. But the talk show... We've got to get out there and help the other men. Jim, I need to call Jonathan. All right. Hello? Son, it looks like I'm not going to make it for the radio show. What? The cliffs are collapsing at the graveyard. Jonathan, I've already made arrangements for several scientists to call in. I want you to go ahead with our plan. Have your mom drive you and Jesse to the studio. It'll be okay. Sherman's gonna be there. Son, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for you too, Dad. Okay, Jim, let's go. Good afternoon from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. You're tuned to Talk Radio's Best, Chatline America. I'm Neil West, your host, heard for two hours from coast to coast. Well, those of you who tuned in last week will remember our guest, Sherman Bott, the director of Genesis Foundations. Sherman, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks, Neil. Last week, I challenged Sherman to try and find out the names of real scientists who believe in creation and then come back on the show. (laughs) Now, folks, I wish you could see this. I have here in the studio with me a boy. I'm 11. Sherman, do you want to introduce your guest? This is Jonathan Park. He's the son of a vertebrate paleontologist that I was going to bring with me today, but he couldn't make it. Now, Jonathan, do you consider yourself an expert on creation science? Pretty much. Why don't you give me a try? Better yet, we've got a call from 12-year-old Rusty. Hello? Am I on? Yes, you are. Rusty? How could God have existed forever? Everything is a beginning and an end. I like this kid. What a dirty trick. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Were you saying something? You need to speak up. I don't know. The Bible just says that God has always existed. Jesse, would you like to go in the on-air studio with them? 
You might be able to hear better than out here in the lobby. Thanks, but I think we can hear okay out here. Mrs. Park, Jonathan's not doing very well, is he? I'm afraid not, Jesse. I think his pride led him into a trap. This is the fall we've been warning him about. Well, Jonathan, I guess you don't know everything after all. <laughs> Rusty, thanks for being on the show. Kendall, look! We're too late. The graveyard's completely buried! The whole thing collapsed. Was anyone hurt? No, everyone's okay. Our dream, it's gone. I guess we can forget about an ongoing fossil dig for the public. Why would the Lord allow this? Well, partner, maybe it's to test our faith. I'm sure he has a plan, but I don't think we can do anything for now. No! What? I forgot about the talk show! I'll bet we could still make it for the last hour. Well, Sherman, do you have anything to add? Neil, when it comes to explaining the beginning of the universe, we're in the same boat. What do you mean? Well, as creationists, we believe in an eternal God. But evolutionists have to believe in eternal matter. The Big Bang doesn't solve anything. Either you have to believe that matter is eternal or that God is. <laughs> and to be honest, when we see all the design in the universe, it seems that the Creator made the matter. And that's the most logical explanation. Well, I disagree. But it's time for a break anyway. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Chatline America. I'm Neil West. Well, in the second hour, we've got a little surprise. With us is Dr. Kendall Park, who I've heard is a real scientist. Welcome to the show. I received my degree in vertebrate paleontology back in 1986. I see on my computer screen that there's another scientist waiting on the phone. Hello, I'm Dr. Otto Berg. And you're a scientist? Yes, I was an original NASA employee, yes. Well, I've been in astrophysics before NASA started using German V-2 rockets and have been in that field for more than 50 years. And you believe in the literal account of Genesis? Yes, I do. A NASA scientist also... Well, it's already 20 minutes into the hour and we have been swamped with calls like this one. Hello, Neil. And you are? My name is Dr. John Morris and I'm a geology professor and president of the Institute for Creation Research. And just what is the Institute for Creation Research? scientists, all of us with PhDs in various fields of I believe of that there is abundant evidence for creation in all fields of science. Dr. DeYoung, you're a scientist? I'm trained in physics. I have a PhD from Iowa it's State It's now University. 30 minutes after the hour. We've got a quick check on the weather, and then we'll be right back. Comment on how many creation scientists have been calling in. Mr. Bont, you did a super job finding these guys. Well, actually, Dr. Park did the work. It's been fun. And Jonathan, job as well. Thank you very much. Thanks wow. for the call. We're already down to 15 minutes. There's more evidence for creation than there is for evolution at this time. And you're a scientist? My name is Dr. Ken Cumming, and I have a PhD in biology. We are almost flat out of time. Let's take one last call. And you are? I am Dr. Karen Jensen, who was an evolutionist. I became a creationist and went on to get a Ph.D. at Loma Linda University. Well, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Well, I'm Neil West, your host, and this has been another edition of Chatline America. Sherman, although I'm usually right, I must admit that you'd proved me wrong. And Neil, we've only heard from about 20 scientists today. I want to remind you that there are thousands more all around the world who claim the truth of creation. Including Dr. Kendall Park. Thanks for being on the program. It's been fun. And Jonathan, thanks. You're welcome. This has been another edition of Chatline America. Make sure to join me tomorrow. Kendall, that was great. Boy, did you see how many scientists called in? Dr. Park, thank you so much. Sherman, thank you. 
It was so wonderful to see that there's so many others who've rejected evolution like myself. Good job, partner. You did well too, Jonathan. Once I got rid of my pride, boy did I learn a lesson. You know, all I could think about during the whole program was losing the dinosaur graveyard. Dr. Parr? Yes? I have someone on the phone who's looking for you. Hello, this is Dr. Kendall Park. Dr. Park, this is Professor Dave Phillips from the Master's College. Oh, uh, hello. I was calling uh, to see if I could get on your talk show, but I'm afraid I'm too late. I'm really sorry about that. I was tied up in the lab, and we were working on some interesting fossils. No problem. Things went really well. You said you were working on some fossils? Yes. I'll bet you'd be interested in the site we've found. Oh, really? Well, my partner and I found a Coelophysis graveyard. But we lost it today. Boy, he's been on the phone in there for a long time. Who's he talking to? Here he comes. You're not going to believe it. What's going on? That was Dave Phillips, a creationist who's currently working on his PhD in paleontology. He knows several creationists who've been working on dinosaur excavations. Can he help you, Dad? Well, after he heard about our dinosaur graveyard, he said he could have a huge team of diggers ready to help us. You're kidding, right? He thought we'd have the graveyard uncovered in just a couple of months. Jim, we've got our dream back. We'll be able to open the dig site up to the public after all. And begin construction on the museum. This is wonderful. Jim, not only has God allowed us to have our dream, but now we found others to help us live it. And we're not alone anymore. It's like we've become a part of a huge team of friends reaching the world with the creation message. And we've got an awesome adventure ahead of us. You've been listening to Jonathan Park and the disaster at Brennan Bluff. Although the story is fictitious, many of our adventures are based on real places, historical events, or scientific discoveries. To learn more about Jonathan Park and evidence for creation, please visit our website at jonathanpark.com. You'll also find additional resources that will help you see and understand how science is in complete agreement with God's Word. That's jonathanpark.com. Make sure to join us next time when the Park and Brennan families travel to a strange fossil discovery in Africa in Jonathan Park and the African Safari. Until next time, this is Dr. Kendall Park reminding you, this is our Father's world. God created it. We can explore it. So live the adventure.